Hello, I'm Arianna Raji Lee, founder of Pasha Mama, and welcome to our conversation, In Conversation, the podcast where I speak to women's health practitioners, baby and toddler experts, mamas and mums-to-be, to find out about what they do and how their story can support you through modern motherhood. Let's get started, shall we? Hi guys, I hope you are well this week. I hope that the lifting of another layer of lockdown, this one was a pretty big one, um, has had a really, really positive impact on how you're feeling, um, how you're going about your daily life. Um, and I think the school holidays are still going. So um, if you have little ones at home, I hope um, they and you are enjoying um, these, these more regular moments of freedom that we're getting. Welcome to another conversation with a mama from the Pashamama community. I'm absolutely loving talking to you guys and hearing your stories and understanding your journey and um, understanding your needs and how they've changed and how you've grown as women, as mothers. I think it is incredibly powerful and I'm so appreciative to um, everyone who's shared their stories with us so far. Today's um, episode is with Emma M, who is a mama to four children. And in this episode, we talk about how Emma has actually been homeschooling her children for the last five years and how and why she made that decision. We also talk about the different experiences that she has had with um, all four of her kids and she goes deep and opens up about her experience of postnatal depression that she suffered with after her third child. And just a heads up, uh, at around the 15 minutes and 40 seconds mark, there is about a three second gap where the audio cuts out, but um, it picks straight back up again. And I've listened to it a couple of times to make sure that the narrative does still make sense. And I believe it does. But just to let you know, it's not your machine. It was my recording. I also asked her what each of her children has taught her. And as always, I asked how she describes motherhood in this moment. It's a really, really lovely conversation. Um, Emma is doing amazing things. She's being an amazing mother. And I hope that um, you can learn from her story. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation. Emma, hello. How are you this afternoon? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm well. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today um, and sharing your story of motherhood with our community. Why don't we start with the basics, um, who you are and um, your family setup? Um, so I'm Emma. Um, I am mum to four children. So I have a 14-year-old, a 10-year-old. Uh, my son will be nine next week. And then I have um, a younger son that's three. Um, yeah, so very, very, very busy at home. Um, I've been home educating them for five years. So um, that was something that we decided to do our choice. Obviously, when we're filming now, we're in lockdown and a lot of parents have had to do that. They've yeah. been thrown into it. Um, so I think people think I'm crazier than they did before this. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. That's very interesting. I've never, um, I've not met a mum who has 
gone down the homeschooling route. How did you come to that decision? Um, it was kind of, it was a gradual process. It was me not being happy with the school system, um, not being happy with what my eldest was learning and the environment that he was in. I thought it was quite a negative environment. And um, I thought for a long time I was juggling things. I thought, you know, I'm balancing the way I want to raise my children with what's going on in school. Um, and just as time went on, this isn't working. So I researched for about a year and went to home ed, um, you know, days and spoke to different people and found all my local groups. And the more I looked into it, the more I loved what it was all about and the freedom of it. And so I, I kind of, I didn't tell um, my partner for six months of that researching because I thought he was going to say no. <laughs> and I thought, oh, let me just go away and find out and be sure. And then, um, and then, you know, drop it in there. And he was fine. He was like, as long as you're happy, you can cope and go for it. So um, carried on researching and yeah, took him out. So I, I totally get that, you know, keeping it to yourself just to just suss it out yourself first. Yeah. Um, I get I get that thought process. And did you have friends that had kind of recommended this type of education or was it just something that you that you kind of went out on your own and, and researched on your own? Uh, my, my best friend has always home educated her children, but I never saw that as an option for me. So although I knew she did it, it didn't register with me if that made any sense um, until we were having a conversation. And she's like, Emma, why don't you just home educate them? And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe, maybe I should. And so that kind of brought me into that world. And then I just, it was really Facebook that pulled it all together where I found my um, local uh you know other local parents around me and a family invited me and the children to their home to have a chat and and meet them so they were so welcoming and it, it yeah it was really easy in the beginning okay great okay good I mean all really positive things here let's talk like logistically practically what does homeschooling mean how you know what what is it what does that day look like how do you clue how do you do you become the teacher how do you learn how does it how does it work on a practical level uh I you know there's no qualifications involved a lot of people think um you know you have are you qualified are you a qualified teacher um the answer is no there's so many different ways to home educate that we have just kind of researched different ways and spoke to the other families and found our own way of doing it. I personally don't follow the curriculum. Um, I do topic-based learning with a side of, you know, their maths and English online. Uh, that makes it easier for me because my children are so um, vast in age range. It means that we're all learning, you know, the same sort of thing at the same time. I'm just varying the levels. Um, so yeah, that, our typical day is we get up, we do our chores, and then they get on with their work. Um, I try and encourage them to do everything in the morning, and then they're free in the afternoon. Obviously, pre-COVID, we'd have lots of home ed meets, um, activities, workshops, um, sports activities that we would go to. Nowadays, it's a little bit trickier. Sorry, so, so home ed, a home ed meets 
meetings with other kids that are homeschooled that you can do so you do things kind of yeah. as a group got it yeah yeah and parents will set up so just as children in school would have a trip to the museum and they'd have a little workshop when they went to the museum we can have exactly the same thing as that it's just that there's a mum organizing it and we all go as families so our children are still getting the same opportunity um we're just creating them ourselves really mm, that's really interesting and have you found any sort of stigma attached to homeschooling do you think your kids have felt that or are they hanging out with you know other homeschool kids so it's actually pretty normal for them I think in the beginning it was uh very much you know you'd hear a lot of negative things about it and there definitely is a stigma um with home education um I'm not really a person that cares about other people's thoughts and feelings on my own family I'm the one doing it so um thanks for your opinion kind of thing but it's such um, a good it's such a good superpower to have to give zero yeah. fucks what other people think yeah yeah well you just get too caught up with it and then what you don't live your life you regret things because of worrying about what other people think and this was something that I thought my family would benefit from greatly and taking my son out of school he I staggered it I took my eldest out of school and then six months later I took my daughter out of school and then obviously the younger two just never went um so I had my son out of school first and within two days I noticed the difference in him and within two weeks everybody else around us noticed the difference with him he was lighter he was happier he was more confident so for me, that was a massive tick straight away. And I thought, right, I know I'm doing the right thing. And um, the children have always been quite lucky. Most people, children are like, wow, that's so cool. I wish I could be home educating. And then they're begging their parents to take them out of school. So, and my daughter's very proud. She would tell anybody in the street, you know, they'd be talking about, oh, you've got lovely stickers on your book. She's like, yes, I'm home educated. <laughs> <laughs> but she was very proud about it um we've only had a couple of situations where people have felt the need to question my children so straight away oh I'm home educated okay well what's a, a thousand and fifty times a gazillion and uh, that really angers me because I yeah. just think it's so unnecessary you would it not says, do that it says more child. about the person asking the question than it does about your kids <laughs> yeah but I have to say it has happened you know in five years no more than a handful of times so I'm okay with that yeah good and I was going to ask you know do you have friends that have ha who haven't been homeschooling their kids that come locked down because they've had to start to to home educate have they come to you for advice have they come to you for sort of tips on like how the hell where do I, where do I start yeah initially and I you know in that first lockdown I was really trying to tell everybody to just relax and not to worry too much just have fun use this time as an opportunity to spend time with your kids you know education doesn't have to be sat down learning um you know everything that the curriculum has within it it's so much more than that there's so many life skills that we can teach them and um so I try to encourage them to do that really and as the lockdowns have continued you know I've I can see everybody getting a, very stressed with the workload that they've had and 
there's not really much else I've been able to say to them because they are battling with the school telling them what they have to do um and obviously my views are just like eh, <laughs> don't worry about all that um might not be very helpful <laughs> I'm sure it was um so your kids are have a, a wide re- age range between them the eldest is 14 the youngest is three is that right yeah that's right. so I've got older siblings uh, much older one is one is 14 years older than me one is 18 years older than me um we're half technically but we don't use labels yeah. um and so it's, it's slightly more considerable age gaps but I've I remember when I was younger I don't think I liked having such older siblings but now I mean not even now even like you know 15 years ago um I absolutely loved it I really really did how are you finding the dynamic um between your children and are you did it ever you know kind of cross your mind that you will have a 14 year old and a three-year-old and how they will how they'll kind of interact or was it just kind of let's just see how many kids we have and see how they get on <laughs> um well yeah <laughs> well um we had our eldest when I was 19 Paul was 20 and we had him and we thought you know we can't just now say well we were really young let's now wait 10 years we didn't we knew we didn't want that big gap with them so there's four years between first and second with second and third there's only 19 months and that wasn't planned and that was very crazy and within the first year you know when my uh, when my son was newborn and my daughter was 19 months that first year was very crazy um very full-on um but now this they're close in age you know they're 10 and almost nine and they get on so well it's quite easy with them you know you can take them to the same places and do the same things the only difference is that um the fact that they're a boy and a girl so sometimes their interests are slightly different um and then you know when I had my third I did have postnatal depression and that did give us a thought of you know we need to wait it was all very quite overwhelming um suddenly having three children and so we made that conscious decision to to wait so that's why we ended up with a I think six year difference between third and fourth so yeah I mean it's the relationship I thought between my eldest and my youngest I I did worry about that I did think is that too big it's 11 years Um, how's it going to look but actually when the youngest isn't smashing up the eldest Lego <laughs> it's a beautiful relationship and you know they call each other best friends and my eldest is so loving with him um the other two he doesn't love as much you know <laughs> he's not so tolerant of them um of course he loves them but he's not as tolerant um whereas he puts up with a lot he shares his food with the youngest one which says a lot I would say <laughs> so actually it's not as um tough as I thought it was going to um relationship wise the struggle I think is just pleasing everybody with the age ranges and adding a newborn into the mix when you have got three older children we are home educating that was quite tricky um to find that balance um but I think we're getting there now I'm sure you are and um I you know I think big families just sounds so 
exciting and inviting and and um hopefully make for really kind of rich experiences and, and as you say each individual relationship between your kids is going to be so unique and so special and I do think that um speaking purely from my own experience wider age gaps can really provide a, a very different type of sibling love which yeah. um is really really special um so you touched on suffering from postnatal depression, which I was hoping we might be able to kind of go in a little bit on today. Um, you know, you've experienced motherhood, your journeys into motherhood four times. I'm sure each one is, yeah. has been completely different from, from the others. Would you mind telling us about your experience of PND? Yeah, um, absolutely. It, for me, when I was pregnant with my third son, um, as I said earlier, it wasn't planned. It was a lot sooner. I wasn't going to be able to give her everything that I gave my eldest. I had hoped that she would get, um, you know, at least a couple of years of just me before me being pregnant. And, you know, obviously things change when you are pregnant and then having that newborn. And so, yeah, I just felt really, really guilty. And I had a lot of nightmares when I was pregnant and Paul, my partner, his um, cousin's wife is a midwife and she helped me, you know, write things down to kind of try and release those thoughts. And the nightmares did um, ease up a lot. But when I had him, I guess I, well, I had my partner at home for, for two weeks. And so you're just kind of getting on with it and you're in that, you know, crazy newborn life and you're suddenly juggling these three children and then one day I was talking to a friend and just saying that I felt quite down and that I wasn't I felt like I wasn't doing a good job and just explaining how you know I felt but I didn't understand that it might have been um, postnatal depression until she had she mentioned it and she just had a newborn herself and she said Emma I think you know, it sounds like you're suffering with postnatal depression. I think you need to speak to your health visitor. And um, she did say to me, you know, you can't fill everyone's cup if yours is empty and you just need to look after yourself. And so I went away and I thought about it and I thought, do you know what? And I researched it as well because I didn't really know much about it. Everything that I'd heard about postnatal depression was that you don't have that bond with your baby and that you um, are very disconnected. That's that's what I heard about it. Um, whereas I, I did feel bonded to my baby. I did feel that love there. So I didn't necessarily yeah, make those connections. But looking into it, I realized it's so much more and there's, you know, there's a vast range of where you can be on the scale. And I spoke to the health visitor and she was, was absolutely amazing. And she just said, look, Emma, you've got incredibly high expectations of yourself. I was a nursery nurse before I had, um, you know, well, for forever in, you know, I left college, I was a nursery nurse. And when I had my eldest, you know, I was very on it with my activities and I, you know, I had him toilet trained by um, 20 months. So before he was two, he was toilet trained and, you know, all of the things. And I just felt like when I had my, um, my third child I wasn't able to kind of do that with my second and there was just a whole lot of things where I just thought I'm not doing a good job and she said you need to release those expectations you need to look at everything you are achieving and what you are doing and 
that was really eye-opening for me. Um, she also referred me to baby massage so that I could spend one-on-one -on -one time with my, at the time, youngest son. And I, I did that and that was amazing. And then really randomly, and I laugh every time I think about it, but for me, it switched to, I had those high expectations of myself I've, and my guilt that I felt. Um, but then I also started to think, oh my God, who am I? What am I? What have I achieved? What am I doing with my life? I'm here I am, I'm just a mum. And that started to kind of suffocate me a little bit as well. So I signed up to a Learn Direct maths course. <laughs> and it was the most liberating thing. I've never been good at maths. So I was just like, do you know what? <laughs> I'm going to do that for myself. Um, and so slowly but surely, just implementing different things for myself and speaking up and um, being a lot kinder to myself, I was able to kind of come out of, of the depression. And yeah, by his first birthday, I, I felt much better. It was a bit of a journey. <laughs> I was literally about to say, gosh, what, what a journey. Um, and thank you for, for sharing that with us. And I'm so glad that you had a friend that recognized it in you yeah. and also a health visitor that was able to provide you with the sort of support that you needed and things at that time. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's amazing. I love that you did a maths. <laughs> I mean, you're like, ah, you know, I've got three kids, you know, let's just add, a, let's add another, <laughs> let's add something else to the mix. That is, that's amazing. But I totally understand and can see doing something for yourself. Yeah. You know, I was just talking to another mum earlier today and she's just done some studying in lockdown and she has two kids and she was like, I just needed to do something that was purely, selfish is the wrong word because it makes it sound yeah. negative, but purely for herself that yeah. used her brain in a, in a completely different way as well. So I, I totally understand that. And baby massage, amazing. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this? Because now that's you're wearing you're wearing the you're wearing the jumper yeah. um tell us about tell us about your your business yeah well so now you know it's weird you kind of come full circle sometimes but um I did do a little bit of baby massage with my third son and then just you know that was that I didn't really think much of it and then when I had Amari my fourth um child we went along to, to Baskin Babies Hornchurch and which was my local baby massage and we did that course and I loved it um, and then about I don't know about two years ago I started thinking you know I need to contribute to the family more Paul's working all the hours he's a chef um, the kids are always growing and needing things and all of that and I want I want more so I knew I couldn't necessarily go out and get you know a normal nine to five job I needed to have my own business but I couldn't work out exactly what I wanted um where I would go I just knew kind of what I wanted out of it and then one day I got an email from Baskin Baby Horn Church the the previous owner and she said that she was looking for an instructor so I thought that would be great I can fit that around home education and um you know life so I said yeah and then a couple of weeks later she came back and she said actually I'm gonna sell the franchise she was pregnant uh, I'd really love for you to take over what do you think and I was like oh, that's not what I was expecting at all <laughs> um but you know what I you know when you know that something's for you in your heart I just knew and so I really didn't 
put much thought into it and I just leapt and um yeah signed the contract and did my training and actually a week today is my first birthday of um running classes so oh, amazing well happy yeah. work anniversary birthday <laughs> yeah very very cool got to celebrate all of the wins yeah. um Emma, it's been really good to talk to you. I, I have a couple couple of questions um, as we come to kind of close. Each of your children, each of your journeys through motherhood for each of your children have been very different. Would you say that the lessons that your children have taught you have also been quite different? Um, yeah. Definitely. What are some of those lessons? Would you mind sharing them with us? Um, I guess my one of my children is very he has very high expectations of himself um funnily enough and he is very I wonder where he gets that from <laughs> I know oh and when you think he's the one that that's when I you know I really struggled with my expectations of myself and now yeah let's not even think <laughs> oh gosh but yeah he he does and so I guess that has made me um understand on a deeper level like how much we need to be kind because I'm saying these things to him and I'm having to hear them myself and I'm having to really really take them on board um what else just the language that we use like I think when I had children I was I mean if I'm honest with you I changed a lot of things about myself I you know I've, I grew up in East London and um you know I talk I mean you could probably still hear that in my voice but then I moved to Essex at a certain point and so accents were quite <laughs> you know quite mixed and I didn't pronounce certain things and so I, when I have my children I want to pronounce things a certain way make sure that they're speaking properly and um just you know certain I had to think about what I'm showing them how I'm holding myself and what I'm you know I'm showing to the world is that what I want my children to to see? And and so yeah, I've just spent years reading and reflecting and trying to make sure that I'm being the best that I can, so that they can be the best that they can and and take risks and all of that stuff. So that's yeah, yeah, that's amazing. I think that what I've what I've been learning through Pasha Mama and speaking to so many mums is that you know motherhood is uh, as much of a journey for the woman as it is for bringing this life into the world, and so much of it is around kind of reflection and shaping who you want to be for your child which yeah. is really powerful and also quite scary um I think sometimes you know as that you know my husband and I are trying and you know I've always sort of said you know well I won't be able to do this around the kid oh I should probably change that about myself and oh, oh, oh. and you know it's it's quite daunting because it's who I am as a character and you're and I'm fun you know I'm thinking I'll need to you know work on things which I think once you get to a certain age sounds you know it's, it's quite it's challenging hard. yeah it's really it hard challenge. It, it's like it's mindset as well I think mindset has been a massive thing for me and um that is the most important thing but I think even though we're striving for those things and we want those things for our children 
you know, we are who we are and we are grown. So things are, you know, are not always going to be perfect. We are going to, um, you know, make mistakes as we go along and stuff. But you know what? That's a human in us and they're going to see that. And I think they'll learn so much from us learning along the way as well. I think a lot of parents make the mistake of thinking that they have to know it all or, or you know, their children think that adults know it all and have all the answers. But I think it's so important that we let them know that we don't and we're still learning and we're bettering ourselves. And that's a whole lesson in itself. That's yeah, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, I um, gosh, I could I could talk to you for hours, Emma, but we don't have hours. So I've got I, I do have one last question, if you don't mind. Um, and I ask all mums this. Um, motherhood is never to never never are two days the same it has it goes round and round and it has its ups and downs but how would you describe motherhood for you today in this moment uh, a balancing act <laughs> um yeah I'm just trying to spin all the plates and um trying to make it all work and come together and make sure everybody's happy but yeah I think ultimately at the moment we're in that balancing act thing well I I wish you all the the all the balance and all the support that you need um but it sounds like you're doing amazingly well you've got four incredible kids a wonderful partner and um a great great business as well it's really really exciting that's coming up to one year so um thank you so much for talking to me Emma I really really appreciate it thank you for having me I'm not going to be able to do that.